Hello and welcome to another edition of Cut to Reveal, the podcast where we talk about the editing art form and all the hurdles of that career path. I'm Ricky, and as always, I'm here with Peter. Peter, what are we doing today? Uh, so today we'll be talking about uh, client feedback. How do we deal with it? You know, what's the mindsets here? What's the mindsets a professional editor should have? That's something we're going to dive into. Uh, Ricky, uh, it's going to be a short episode, so let's dive into it right away. What do you want to start with? I think the most important thing overall in general, not just the client feedback, but also client relations is communication. You should be asking questions if you don't understand what the client is asking in regards to feedback or what they're telling you, like this is weird, this is whatever. I think the biggest problem with clients or the biggest problem with that client feedback is that maybe clients will be too vague or they'll be too um, general with their feedback in regards to like, this scene is too sad or this set isn't sad enough or I don't like this or I don't know what this is, but it ain't it. Um, and trying to politely pull out the information that you need so that you can do your job to get them to where they are happy with the cut. Yeah, yeah. You know, my impression is looking at myself from early days and at other editors as well, is that you have to have a specific mindset towards uh, towards feedback because you have to realize that all of the parties, everyone involved, just wants the project to succeed. The definition can be wrong, uh, different uh, of you know what the success means and how it should be achieved. But all of all of us, all of the parties, wants wants the project to to be successful. And with that in mind, I think you have to be aware that. Sometimes when you get those unhelpful notes or notes that are not specific enough that you have to ask those extra questions, as you said, very often it's just that they don't realize why this note isn't helpful. And I think it's very useful to educate people about that knowledge, like, you know, explaining why it's not helpful. So let's say you you get a note, make that moment 10% funnier, right? <laughs> that note isn't helpful because it's not specific. Uh, I mean, it is specific, it'll be too much even with 10%. However, you know, it doesn't help to decide what's not working for that person. So you can say something along the lines of, okay, so you think this, this moment should be funnier, right? Um, but it's not really helpful to, um, to know that I have to make it more funnier. So let's watch that scene together again and tell me like what's not working here for you, right? Where is that moment that you want the, the punchline to be and things like that. And then we can like, you know, decide what's the actual problem because quite often the feedback you get is not really the problem with the story. You know, especially during the test screenings, you get a lot of feedback from the audience and very often they will say like, I didn't like that moment. But the, the reason because they didn't like that moment very often is just like inconsistency inconsistency in the story structure, for example, right? And things like that. So yeah, the discussion is like super important to have these discussions about what's not working. And you want to come at it from like a positive aspect. Yeah. You know, what's the best part about this? How can we make this better? Rather than like, what don't you like about this? Or why isn't this working? So those are things to think about as well. The other thing that goes with a client who is giving you a vague note is that there's the curse of knowledge, which is something that we talk about a lot. Like they have an idea of why it's not working, but for whatever reason, they can't verbalize that or tell you how uh-huh. that is. And that's what that's really what it really is, is like trying to pull that information out of them in a gentle way that you guys can both see the light at the end of the tunnel and figure this out and improve it. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, um, 
sometimes we're just not aware that other people don't know things that we know and that we assume as granted, right? Yeah, and I, I just want to come back to that uh, thing about like being positive uh, with feedback. And I think the approach should be positive, but uh, at the same time, very candid, right? So if you talk about the story, not the note, you should never discuss like, you know, ah, I don't like that note or something like that. You should discuss why that note isn't helpful in like, you know, moving mm -hmm. the story forward. If it's not, like most of the times it will be, right, actually. But if you have this difficult note that like, you know, uh, it's not really landing for you and even like frustrates you a little bit, then, you know, I don't think you should be like, okay, this is exciting. Like, <laughs> what a great note and, notes and, notes and things, like that, things like that, right? I think you should be candid <laughs> right. about it, but from just being respectful at the same time. And if you put the story first and if the director client feels that you just care about, care about the story and you're, you know, diving into that note because you want the story to land better, then I think everyone will be happy. That's what I find at least. Agreed. Being honest, being polite, and you know, giving your opinion shows that you're paying attention. The client's confidence in you will increase. And that's what you're there for is to help them with stuff, not to necessarily be a button pusher. Mm -hmm. So what else? Uh, another thing that like, from, from the mind, mindset perspective, again, because I think client feedback is very strongly about mindset you have. I think that you always have to acknowledge a problem. <laughs> yes. Many people, many editors, again, especially at the beginning, are trying to deny a problem, you know. <laughs> so the client is like, I don't like this moment. And they're like, ah, I don't know. I think it works. Um, why do you want to change it? And things like that. That's not a good approach. If it's not working for them, you have to like, you know, you have to have a decent discussion about it. And to have a decent discussion means you have to acknowledge a problem first. Mm. So you can say that it's working for you, of course, you can, but you have to acknowledge that it doesn't work for them mm -hmm. and why it doesn't work for them. And you have to like let them know that you're ready to try anything to, to make it work. Yeah, oh, for sure. Kind of moving back from that, Stephen, the wider picture in regards to communication and feedback is that when you're dealing with clients or directors, I think maybe this is more of a client specific. So you're doing a commercial, you're working with what, you know, maybe smaller productions is to be like, okay, based off the budget, you get two sessions of feedback that we can make changes so that we can meet your deadline in time. Uh -huh. If you don't set those parameters up, then you might have a low paying client expecting to get so many feedback sessions uh -huh. just to get it to where it goes to. And then whatever pittance of money that they're paying you kind of just all goes away because you're taking so much time that it basically becomes not worth it. Um, so that's a very important thing to, to think of when you're starting a project mm -hmm. with, with clients in general. Yeah, very good point. I think that once you set up those expectations, you always have to have some wiggle room, I think. So as an example, um, mm -hmm. I worked for a client and we decided to have like two rounds of, of feedback. Yeah. So I think that's the magic number for most freelancers. And then they had like some extra feedback after the second revision, right? And my approach was just to do it like without even saying anything like, you know, and uh, I was mm -hmm. working with uh, an animator, uh, a motion graphic designer uh, on the project as well. And he actually did let the client know that, oh, it goes over the second iteration or something like that. And now I know the client didn't like it because it was this very small thing. It was basically just like, you know, one minute of 
tweaking something something in After Effects and exporting it again, right? And I think for those situations, <laughs> you you shouldn't, you should never like you know complain that it's over the limit or something like that. Just do it, and the client will be happy. Like you want to leave the client happy, right? Uh, but yeah, having those limitations is important. And if, you know, in that situation, uh, after the second revision, there would be note like, uh, actually, I think that maybe we should change the structure of the video. What do you think? <laughs> then a note like that would require another discussion and probably like raising the budget, right? Um, so yeah, limitations are very important. Right. At the same time, you have those clients. Uh, for example, for me, uh, those are retainer uh, ret retainer clients uh, that pay me monthly anyway, or narrative projects that I will not limit the number of revisions at all, because I just want them to be happy. And, you know, for, for narrative projects, especially, I want the story to be as strong as it, uh, as, it as it can be. And if it means like, you know, 50 iterations mm -hmm. of of an edit, then I'm down for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a difference between smaller commercial projects and narrative projects um, or big budget projects. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. From that technical point of view, how do you, uh, Ricky, deal with feedback? Uh, do you use some kind of like external um, tools for that? Back in the olden days, I would get emails with a bunch of notes mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. But now in this new world that we live in, I use programs like Frame.io. Um, and that's not necessarily a plug. That's just what I use because that's a lot of what my clients use. And we find that it works out really, really well in regards to I don't have to decipher where exactly the client has the note in case they don't put in time code because Frame.io, you just watch the video, you put it right where the time code, the note that you want where the time code is, and then it's just easy peasy. And then it's got a checklist at um, availability and you can comment on the, the mm -hmm. notes that the client is giving. So it makes it easier. That's my usual is using Frame.io with most of the clients that I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, we're not affiliated with them or anything. So we're just using it. Uh, yeah, I'm using Frame.io as well. You know, I like that it keeps feedback, feedback in one place. Uh, with email threads, it's get, it gets messy. Mm -hmm. it, you know, once you have to find something that was like, you know, uh, two weeks ago, it gets messy. Um, with Frame.io, you can just, you know, click yeah. like, for, let's say you're, you're on version four. You can always check what were the notes for version one uh, at any time. And it's centralized. Basically, it's centralized feedback. Uh, and that's the way it's supposed to be, in my opinion. When you get those notes, do you leave comments that they're, they've are they been done? Or do you only leave comments on where you have a problem or a question? Uh, so... I usually do it only for 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 the for the notes that uh, I have questions for uh, or problems with. Sometimes I will leave a comment under something that is quite straightforward. But if it's you know if I made something very specific about like solving it, so let's say I get a note like move that lower third and change the font to titillium web let's say right in such a case i i could would reply something like okay i have changed the font and i moved it to the lower right hand corner uh something like that right so because they didn't specify like one thing in it uh, and if i don't want to ask because like the turnaround is quite fast and i think like i feel strongly that they will like my decision then I will not even ask. I will just like you know put it in the comment, like let them know what I did. So yeah, for for those notes that are straightforward and just I just know what to do. I usually don't uh, 
put any comments, I just mark them as done. I've gotten into the habit of basically almost replying to every comment, whether um, it's a question or if it's done, just to make it easier for myself because- It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt. And it's just kind of the habit that I have. So if it's like, cut out this thing, then I just say, I cut out that thing or cut out. But also what really helps is also when there's a note about something that's like, change it with this footage or, you know, a client will always think that there's some sort of footage that they saw because they were on the shoot. They're like, we shot this, but in reality, maybe they didn't actually shoot it. And so I have to be the one that kind of says, the shot you're looking for does not exist. I found something that's comparable, but I don't think it's exactly it. Um, and then kind of give that explanation within the note just so that they have an idea of like, I tried it, it didn't work uh, because of these things. So this is what's there now. Tell me if you think this is better than before or if it needs to be changed and we can go from there. But always kind of still communicating within the notes that I'm essentially working mm -hmm. on just as proof like, okay, things are getting done rather than just checking stuff off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, it's only better, so <laughs> actually. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, I, I want to stress the fact that there is a difference between like feedback for commercial work, um, you know, for corporate videos, for YouTube videos and for narrative projects, because for narrative projects, you can still use something like Frame.io, you should. But at the same time, I think mm -hmm. the feedback session and the, like, once you like go through feedback, you should have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with the director. Um, because like, you know, it's not possible to like incorporate all of the thinking process in a note on Frame.io. You can say something along the lines of, we're using too much close-ups in this scene, for example. Yes? So this could be a mm -hmm. note in Frame.io. But instead of, instead of asking, like, you know, then on Frame.io in the comment, uh, what do you mean? Which, which shot do you don't like in the close-up or something like that? You should just have a one-on-one -on -one discussion. So just schedule the Zoom call or, um, you know, another tool that could be used for this purpose. Uh, or if you can meet in, perp meet in mm -hmm. person and discuss those notes. So it's good to still put them in Frame.io so that you have like a list of things that you will work on and th that you will actually remember instead of just talking about it and, and you know, mm -hmm. not putting any notes. But one-on-one -on -one discussion and like discussing why are those changes needed. Uh, things like that are essential for narrative work. And I think for, for documentary as well. That's a great point. Each client, each project will kind of dictate the way that client feedback is given and received yeah. and how to move forward with that feedback. And the longer form this stuff is, the uh, the more you're going to have these, where Frame.io will basically be like a checklist of things you need to do. And then you're, like you said, you'll have to have the one-on-one -on -one discussion with the, with the director, for sure. Yeah. Great point. Okay, and I think it sums up uh, how you should feel about client feedback. Again, like always be, you know, uh, respectful of the note, uh, acknowledge the problem, uh, be positive whenever you can, but at the same time, be candid. Uh, yeah, and you'll mm -hmm. be successful in, you know, getting feedback because it's super important to how clients and directors, you know, judge the collaboration with you. So, yeah. And, you know, to just finish on a funny note, uh, Ricky, like, c can you give me an example of the worst note you have been given? <laughs> the one that comes to mind is I worked with a director a long time ago who uh, kind of was notorious for giving these one-liner type of feedbacks that not a lot of people appreciated. Um, and the one that he gave me was, 
I don't know what that is, but it, it ain't it. <laughs> and because I kind of knew, already knew that something like this was a possibility, I just laughed and I was like, okay, well, can you help me out here? <laughs> what is it that needs to be, what makes it it? So we kind of went from there. In the end, this is when I first started working with him, but I enjoyed working with him from then on. But he would always have these kind of like one-liner, vague type of feedback notes that are just like, okay, um, how, help me out here because <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. How about you? Do you, what's, do you have anything like that? I mean, you know, we laugh about like bad notes, but at the same time, as we said, there are no bad notes. Like the way you approached it, it was just to have a discussion. So you don't know yeah. why it doesn't work. Let's talk about why it doesn't, right? So <laughs> uh, I think there are no, those notes that, uh, you know, uh, that we just don't like as editors in general. Like something like everything works perfect, just change the music. <laughs> because... Again, people very often, like in corporate videos at least, they don't realize uh, that changing the music changes the pacing of the video as well. Uh, things like that, right? That's so true. I think like th th those comments are kind of funny, uh, but at the same time, you can educate the client not to make them again. I mean, um, not from like, you know, being like authoritative and like, don't give me the note again, right. just from like, explaining why they should be like a little bit more specific and maybe help you out a little bit and explain uh, what could work instead and things like that, right? Those funny notes are there, like make it 10% funnier is one of them. Uh. <laughs> you never know, because it also comes down to personalities and stuff. So these are kind of tools that hopefully will help you in uh, as you work through this with client feedback and with clients, but you know, it depends on the person. Yeah. It depends on the relationship that you have with yeah. them and as best as you can kind of, for lack of a better phrase or whatever, but like keeping your side of the street clean. So like do everything you can to make things amiable and so that you can move forward. But if their person is, mm -hmm. you know, unstable in any way or has a big personality for whatever, and you know, their personality is a little bit more contentious, then that's just something that you have to deal with and figure out that's a trial by fire that you're going to have to navigate through, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's it for this episode on client feedback. Hopefully it helped you guys out. If you have any questions or comments or show ideas in general, you can always contact us through the Instagram at cut to reveal. We have an email as well. And then you can also leave us a message at SpeakPipe. There's be a link in the description. Hopefully you have a great time. And as always, you can always ask us more questions and tell us that we're wrong or tell us yes. And, you know, we want that feedback. But until then, I hope that you have a great day. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review, or subscribe on whatever platform you've listened to this on. Your reviews help other editors to discover the show and tell your friends. Also, if you have any questions or comments, leave us a message at SpeakPipe. There's a link in the description or email us at podcast at cuttothepoint.com. 